0: Well, we're so glad you're here. I want to stop for just a second and talk about uh, Texas. If you have some desires to move on Texas, I've not heard from, uh, I'm not getting bombarded with people wanting to help, but I um, do want to just share with you a couple things. There is some things stirring around. Houston, I heard as of yesterday, is still trying to rescue people. There are still rescue efforts going on, and um, there is a little bit of, um, challenge getting materials to them. They need money. Um, they are going to need some uh, stuff support later, as well as people, not not now. There are some surrounding areas that are in desperate need of water, um, in desperate need of people. Um, a place called Beaumont, which is a suburb of uh, Houston. Conroe, which is also a suburb of Houston. But I was told yesterday that the money that is going to the Southern Baptist Relief Fund is going, 100% of it is going to the place that it needs to be. So many times we give to certain areas and we're not sure where it goes, but I was told yesterday that 100% of what's going to the Southern Baptist Relief Fund um, is getting to the right places. So if, you're, uh, in great, if you've got a great desire to be able to help out, that is one way is monetarily. Um, would love to hear of people being passionate and want to maybe take a trip. We would love to be a part of that. Um, If there are people here that are passionate about doing a missions trip to Texas, we would love to sit down and kind of talk through that. There are many churches that are beginning to organize. So if someone has a passion for that, then let me or Pastor Justin or Michelle uh, know. But they are in great need, and we need to be praying, and we need to be um, available to help in any way that we can. Amen. It is the grace of God that it's not us. And uh, we are able to help and we need to help. Amen? All right. The blood of Jesus. We're going to wrap this up today. And I just want to ask you the question again. I'm telling you, I, I feel something this morning over the song Oceans that Brandy, Brandy sang this morning. And let, let me just dive in and I'm going to come back to that. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 This is one of those scriptures you need on your visor in your car. This is one of those you need in your phone. This is one of those you need in your bathroom, that we overcome him, that we, they overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony, the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. There is such power in this scripture, but if left in the book and if left on the screen, there is no power. The power comes through the blood of Jesus and through the word of your testimony. You leave those pieces out and there's no power. Do you remember in the uh, Passover, they could sacrifice the lamb. They could get the blood into the basin. They could even spray it and get it on the doorposts and the lentil. But if they weren't inside the house, there still was no power to save them. The power was inside the blood. This scripture is a great scripture. But when it becomes great is when you do it. Not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Say doers. Doers is our part. Jesus has done everything. His part for our salvation, for our release, for our freedom, he has done it. We just have to go to the source and get it and use it. The blood of Jesus has been shed for us. We have to go and access that and use it. Our part is our testimony. His part was his blood that he shed. Are you with me? You have a part to play. Do not go out of here uninformed. I want to equip you with tools and weapons. It is God's will that you leave here today with the weapons to war. Because there's a war outside these doors. There's a war inside these doors. Think there's not war that goes on in church. Man, just stick around a little bit. I love to tell this joke. I tell it over and over. If you've never been offended in church, just stick around. We'll oblige at some point. Somehow you'll get offended. Not we, but I don't mean me. I'm not here to offend you. But it's easy to get off track the way we get back on track is by the blood of Jesus and by the word of our testimony. Glory. So, I will call upon your name. I'll keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise. I am yours, and you are mine. Can you hear the power just in the words that we're singing? Now, again, you can just sing the song or you can begin to declare this and believe it and walk it out of your own mouth. It's one thing to sing the song, it's another thing to walk it out and have the expectation that God will do what He says He will do because His Word says He is watching over His Word, waiting to perform it. I cannot overemphasize the importance of your testimony. If you remember, he is the high priest. Jesus has become the high priest of our confession. I know I sound like a broken record, but have you gotten it? No confession, no high priest. Your confession. There is power in the tongue. Until we apply the blood and get it out of the basin, we are unprotected. And we've been looking at seven major ways in which the New Testament shows us how the blood of Jesus works for us. Is the blood of Jesus relevant today? We've looked at redemption. We've looked at cleansing. We've looked at justification. We've looked at sanctification. We've looked at life. If you've missed all those and you want to rehear them, go back and you want to hear them, go to the website. It's free. Go download those and listen to them. Number six. We're going to wrap up today with number six and number seven. Number six is intercession. Say that word, intercession. It's kind of a churchy word, but it's not. It's a word of power. Someone that is interceding for us. The last two provisions of the blood... Take us out of the realm of time and into the heavenly and eternal realms. And to be honest with you, that's where we want to wind up anyway, because that's the only thing that will last. Hebrews chapter 12, you got your Bibles? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion. To the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Verse 23. To the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all men. To the spirits of righteous men made perfect. To Jesus. Now remember, you have come. To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. You have come to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Notice the tense, you have come. You are not going to come, you have come. This is now. This isn't just applying to the future. This is applying to now. We are not going to come, but in the Spirit, we have come. To what? I believe to eight things that this Scripture showed us. To Mount Zion, to a heavenly Jerusalem, not the earthly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. Something that I really enjoy from this Scripture is an innumerable company of angels. I have got all this supernatural support around me at all times. Have you ever heard about the cloud of witnesses that are cheering you on? Sometimes I need cheering on. As a parent, as a pastor, as a husband, just in life, um, when my youngest daughter was in fifth grade, she's in eighth grade now, she's, I, y'all have heard my stories a little bit. She started running cross country, so I started running out there with her. And there were a few kind of side meets that were going on, and parents would come out and cheer them on, and I would be running with her. And those parents, just out of mercy, cheered for me. And I'm telling you, it was mercy. I was rough watching me go around and struggle around there. But it almost removed every... Stronghold trying to keep me from stopping running. It brought energy. It brought life. That encouragement removed my battling my breath, my knees. It was gone. Why? Because it is supernatural. Encouragement is supernatural. It's supernatural. All of a sudden, when you get a little bit of encouragement, you can go farther. It was incredible. Uh, I once ran my first half marathon, and there was Sarah there to run with me my last mile, about going to tear up over it, and all these people cheering. But she was running with me, and the most impactful thing that she did at the end is she didn't run off and leave me. Everybody at the end kicks it into another gear and tries to sprint across the line. Well, let me tell you, I had, there was no sprinting for me. I've told you all the story. I did not train to finish strong. I trained to finish. And there's, there's a difference. I learned as everyone was passing me at the end, I did not train correctly. I trained to finish, not to finish strong. And she was wanting, they were cheering, and she was wanting to take off and leave me. We never talked about it, but she didn't. Just blesses my heart. And you know, when you're running, the Lord doesn't run off from you. He's right there with you. All the way to the end. And you've got encouragement if you will just connect to Jesus. That's your part. You have to connect. We have an innumerable company of angels. We have come to the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. Did you know... If you've given your heart to Jesus, you're registered, you have a place, you have a reservation. Nobody can steal that reservation. You have a reservation. Jesus is up there preparing a place for me. Do y'all know that? There, church, I think that the church has gotten away from this, but there is, there is a hell. And many have reservations there. And there is a heaven. Am I trying to scare the hell out of you? Yes. Yes, hell is a scary place. I don't want to know anything about it personally. I'd like to stay as far away from that as I can. But if you have come to Jesus, to the blood of Jesus, you have come to the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all. You have come to the spirits of just men made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. You have come to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. You have come to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Did you know that the blood of Jesus speaks on your behalf? And that's contrasted. With the blood of Abel in three ways that I just want to share with you today. Abel's blood was shed against his will, Jesus willingly gave his blood. Abel's blood was sprinkled on earth thousands of years ago. Jesus' blood is sprinkled at the throne of God at this present time for you. And Abel's blood called out for vengeance, Jesus' blood pleads for mercy. Do you see the difference? It's so comforting to know that when we're weak and under pressure and lost and can't pray and don't even know where to start, it's good to know that in those times that the blood of Jesus, the sprinkled blood of Jesus in the immediate presence of God is speaking on our behalf. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father making intercession. He is interceding for you right now to Father God, right now. If you would allow your mind to be blown, this is a mind-blowing thing to try to understand. That Jesus is at the right hand of the Father speaking on your behalf. So can we say it out of the word of our testimony? Can we say this together? We've been doing this each week. Let's say it together. Thank you, Lord, that even when I cannot pray, the blood of Jesus is pleading for me in heaven. This is a way that you take the blood of Jesus and apply it to your life. Many of you are facing things that you have prayed and prayed, and you're, you're kind of all prayed up. This is something that you can grab hold of to say, okay, blood of Jesus, I know you're speaking on my behalf better than I could ever speak to my situation. You already know what's going on with the winds and waves that are going on in my life. And right now in Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this. And I command you in the name of Jesus for these storms to calm. Do you know that Jesus spoke to the storm to be calm? I believe he showed us that so that we would do that. Not that I have any power to calm a storm. I don't. But Jesus does. Are you in a storm? Speak to it. Quit trying to get through it. Speak to it. Get your mouth moving according to God's word. He is waiting to perform it in your life. Hebrews 10 Turn with me to Hebrews 10, chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 19. The last one, everybody look at this one. I love this one. I think this is the best one. Of all the great things, being redeemed, being cleansed, being set free, life, being sanctified and set apart, I feel like, in my humble opinion, this is my favorite, is access. Everybody say access. Have you ever been locked out of something? If you ever wanted to go to a concert and you wanted to go backstage and meet the guy, but you can't because they got these big doofus bouncers at the door and won't let you through, they're not doofuses. I just called them a doofus, but they're not doofuses. Jesus loves them too. Hebrews chapter 10, let's look at it. Therefore, now anytime, I'm going to just give you a little teachy thing. Therefore, we really need to go back and read what's before it, but we're not going to. Therefore, that word always makes me want to say, what is it, therefore? We need to go back, but we're not going to. Therefore, brethren, having, everybody say, boldness. Boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Where am I? Let's go here. Verse 20. By a new way and living way, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil, that is, his flesh. My poor eyes. Uh, Stacy, can you keep forwarding for me? I'm going to let you have it. And having a high priest over the house of God, verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. We've got to go back to 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter by the holiest, enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Notice we begin with the word boldness. The Greek word means freedom of speech. Our boldness gives us freedom of speech. Remember, the power is in our testimony. If we do not testify, we do not have it. We must testify. If you remember coming out of this scripture, holding on to the confession of our hope, verse 23, in Hebrews 1, it says that Jesus is the high priest of our confession. So then what does it say here about our confession? To hold fast. Hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Without wavering. What is that saying to you? Have you ever been on a plane ride and uh, they tell you to buckle your seatbelts? Why? Why do you need to bu- buckle your seatbelt? Because of turbulence. Turbulence is going to happen. I don't know that I've ever been on a plane where there was no turbulence, zero, that I felt just great the whole way up and the whole way down. There's always a bump or two in the road. Try driving out here, even on 111. You will eventually hit a bump. Right? I know it seems like a perfect road, but there will be an animal or a pothole or something that can easily knock you off course. When the word of God says to make the confession and to hold fast to that confession without wavering, it's like God saying, buckle your seatbelts There's going to be turbulence. And when you get turbulent, turbulence, turbulence, hold fast to your confession. Keep confessing. Keep confessing. Don't unbuckle your belt. Keep it buckled. How do you keep it buckled? By confessing. Hold fast to your confession of hope. How many of you have lost hope? Go back to your confession. What is this telling your confession is? That, that, that Jesus is the high priest of our confession? Our confession of what? Of hope. When we lose our confession, we lose our hope. We get out from, out from inside the blood of Jesus, out into our own world, and there is no hope there. The hope is in Jesus. Jesus. You stay in Jesus. You stay in hope. He's not saying there's not going to be turbulence. He's saying, even though things, things seem to be going well with you, hold fast to it because there's going to be some bumps. You are going to experience some bumps. You are not outside of the will of God because you just took a bump. Did somebody hear that? There are bumps inside and outside of the will. How many of you know there are bumps in your own will? There are bumps in God's will. We live in a fallen world. I believe the only time there's not going to be bumps, and this is my opinion, is when we're in heaven. I think the streets are perfectly paved and we don't get blowouts in our tires. But until then, we're going to have some bumps in the road. Pete, just this week, uh, my, my son uh, had a tire go down. Why? Because he got a puncture in his tire. He didn't do anything wrong this time. Where is he? Need to sometimes show the picture of where your truck wound up, and that doesn't even do it justice. <laughs> it was really bad. And there were bumps on that road. No. How many of you know you can be doing everything right and pick up a a nail? I run up and down all these streets, and uh, Ron Nelson, is Ron in here? Ron, Ron works just off a chocolate drive, and I was jogging in front of the candy store. I don't know if that's some metaphor where I'm wishing for candy. I've never thought of that. But I'm finding all these sheetrock nails right there where Chocolate Drive comes out to 10th Street. So I'm trying to be the good Samaritan and kick him out of the way while I'm jogging, Uh, but people doing the right thing, obeying the laws and, and driving correctly can still pick up a nail. You're not outside the will of God because you hit a bump. But what happens is those bumps will knock us off so far that we forget our confession and we lose our hope and we get outside of the protection. And what Scripture is saying here is hold on to that confession. Hold fast to your confession without wavering. This is the word of your testimony when it is most needed and most effective. Keep on making the right confession even when it seems totally contrary to everything around you, God's word is true. Speak it. You will notice that we have access to the holiest in a new and living way. In Leviticus, it tells us that the high priest entered once a year with a censer full of incense and cast a fragrant cloud and covered the mercy seat. I believe that's an imagery of worship but he also entered with the blood of the sacrifice and he sprinkled it seven times between the veil and the mercy seat. And he smeared it on the east side of the front side of the mercy seat. Now, Jesus is the high priest of our confession and the blood is sprinkled on the mercy seat is not the blood of an animal, it is the blood of Jesus. And it is being done for us right now. This is happening for us right now. Even though the priest had to go in once a year and there was a veil that kept kept distance between the outsiders and the manifest presence of God. When Jesus died on the cross and we're about to take communion this morning, the veil was torn. Not for the priest, for us. The priest had access. We did not. And Jesus tore that veil. Literally, his body was broken to give us access to the Father. You have been given access to Father God because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus came to, to make right the relationship between man and God. I, in, my, in my humble opinion... The greatest thing that happened with the blood of Jesus is to restore my relationship to Father God and to give me access to the King at any time. I can approach the throne of Almighty God, the holiest place in the universe, with boldness because of the blood of Jesus. The only way to do that is through your confession. Your confession places Jesus as your high priest. It is that high priest that gave you the access to Father God. We have direct access. So let's wrap up. Can you all confess this with me? Thank you, Lord, that through the sprinkled blood of Jesus, I have access into your presence into the presence of almighty god the holiest place in the universe the only way in is by the blood of jesus and the only way to access it through the blood of jesus is by your mouth is by your testimony is by your acknowledging the blood of jesus in your life isn't that awesome You are equipped to handle anything that faces you. But if you leave the blood in the basin, if you put it on the walls but don't go inside, you are still exposed. You must get inside, and the way we get inside is by our mouth. It's by our mouth. When our mouth lines up with our faith, and when our faith and our mouth lines up with God's Word, Nothing can take us out. Nothing. Nothing. There'll still be bumps. But when a bump hits, hold fast to your confession. Amen. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for the blood of Jesus. And Lord, I just ask right now that we would, that this would hit home, that this would get into our hearts, that this would agree with our spirit and that we wouldn't let it stay here at church, but we would take it home in our hearts and apply it to our lives. Father, in Jesus' name, turn our hearts. You may be here today, and you may say, Pastor, I've never made that first-time decision that Jesus is Lord of my life. Right now, out of your own mouth, confess Jesus is Lord. Out of your own mouth, it sounds too easy to be true. It says that if you will confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. We're going to take communion in just a moment, and this can be your first communion of acknowledging the broken body of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. And we've learned what that has done for you. Now it's time for it to be your confession. Now it's time for Jesus to be your high priest. He so desires you. He so desires you. He is your creator. He is the lover of your soul. Would you give your heart to Him this morning? If the ushers would come forward, we're going to hand out the communion elements. And as they do that, it says to not take this lightly, but to take account of your own heart. And as they're passing out these elements, and as Cody and the team sings, I just encourage you, come with a repentive heart, come clean before the Lord, and let Him cleanse you clean this morning. And renew this covenant with Jesus. He has paid every price for you. Would you turn your hearts to Him this morning? Let's sing.